everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Glenda Lazell is an author, mental wellness advocate, and founder of Rising From Bipolar. Rising From Bipolar is Glenda's brand that she started to educate and empower others about mental health. Glenda made this her mission after enduring a mental breakdown in 2011 where she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Since then, Glenda has written articles and hosted her first ever virtual mental health retreat with her brand and recently released her first book, Letters to My Bipolar Self. In the book, Glenda shares her mental health journey while intertwining a series of letters to herself as a form of self-love. Let's welcome Glenda Lizzo. So welcome, Glenda. How are you today? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm just like, you know, taking a one day at a time per usual. <laughs> But, but I'm very, oh, go ahead. Right. Yeah, girl. Yeah. But um, I'm just excited to have you on the show. Like, thank, you. Um, thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. Thank <laughs> you. And Glenda's like my papa from college days. So, Husky yeah. Husky Nation. <laughs> hey, you come. You come. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So I'm, like, very excited to have my girl on this podcast and sharing yes. all about um, rising from bipolar, all that you're doing to advocate for mental health, and, of mm-hmm. course, your book, Letters to My Bipolar Self. Um, yes. I know this is, like, a really, um, you know, pressing topic, um, and mm-hmm. I just am excited for you to share, you know, your story and hopefully, like, inspire and help other um, women in this state. Uh, So to start us off, um, where are you from, and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? So I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but (laughs) culture-wise, I'm not going to represent. Yes, I'm Haitian. Um, I was born here, my parents were born in Haiti, and I'm so big on my Haitian culture, hence why I needed to shout out. <laughs> um, so the person who first inspired me with entrepreneurship was actually a former coworker of mine, and this was like probably this was my first technical real job out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like back in like 2012, and he just mm-hmm. talked about this entrepreneurship, and he's like, "Well, maybe you should look at the franchises," and I'm just like, "Hmm." Um, so yeah, so he just kept talking to me. About business and entrepreneurship and why it's a good idea. And that was the first time where I started really thinking like, hmm, I think I might like this entrepreneurship thing. So that's that's when the spark first happened. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and um, like what like made it like good for you? Like what, what, was he an entrepreneur at all or was it just because it was just a topic of interest? So a mixture of both. So he was an entrepreneur, but, of course, he was still working a nine-to-five job. So mm-hmm. he had that business mindset. He has worked on some things on the side. 
Um, mm. So that's how the topic came up. And then also it was also about just general interest, right? Because mm-hmm. he had his goals. And so he would just, he, that's just kind of what he did. He always talked to almost everyone he knew about entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. that's how it came up. And so then it just became a topic of interest for me because I became curious. I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> Hmm. Cool. Well, all right. Um. So I have a trivia question for you. Um, hey. I'm not so, so good at trivia, by the way. <laughs> you're good at trivia. Okay. I'm this not is good. Where I'm not good. Not. You're not. Yeah. This is like a fun one. It's like the Would you rather actually? It's kind of like okay. like that. Would you rather have your book, um, Letters to My Bipolar Self, featured in Oprah's book club, or would you rather have your book um, included in the, say, psychology department for four of the Ivy League institutions? Ooh, child, that's that's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think I'm going to say Oprah's book club. Okay, okay. Why would you say that? Um, well, first, in the author community, it's kind of known as one of those book clubs where if your book is an open book club, it's going to reach a lot of people. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. It's definitely going to have impact and influence because that's what Oprah represents, and that's what her book club also represents in general. Um, The reason why I said it was a challenging one is I've also imagined myself working with professors and such, Mm -hmm. Um, so that it was it was a close call because I think that's pretty dope too to be able to especially at Ivy College for yeah. them to let me use my book as a class requirement or have me come in and speak. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenging one, but <laughs> I think I would do Oprah's book club. Okay, yeah, because that's the reach. Because even with that, like they might hear an Oprah's book club and then ask you to come on to the university as well. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. Yep. All right, awesome. Great choice, great choice. So tell us, what is Rising from Bipolar? Rising from Bipolar is based on my personal story, living with bipolar disorder, and it's meant to empower others, educate others, and also just motivate anyone, whether it's regarding whether it's someone with mental health conditions or not. Um, So I really created the platform from a space of truth, Mm-hmm. from a state of bravery and just really just expressing whatever it is that's on my heart based on things I've learned from living with bipolar disorder, based on challenges I've had and continue to have. And so I just create this brand as an opportunity for people to share my truth and people to receive my truth and for others to be educated. So it's not only about impacting those with bipolar disorder or a mental health condition, it's about impacting everyone, right? This is a community effort. Everyone mm. is being. So mm. I'm just, just branching that and starting the conversation about mental health as a whole. Nice. I love that. I love that. Thank and um, I love that, as you said, like what you mentioned about just the community in general, because mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, well, that doesn't affect me or affect, say, like, my mm-hmm. family or anything. It has nothing yep. to do with me. Yep. Like, literally, this is, like, a worldwide thing, you mm-hmm. know. There's plenty exactly. of people you might even work with or be around. It's great to be informed. Everyone exactly. has a story, you know. Exactly. And everyone should be 
feel like they're being, you know, respected and um, out here in society and understood, you know, so beautiful. Um, So what was your eureka moment? Like, when did you say to yourself, like, I have to um, build on this brand Um, Mm -hmm. in addition to, like, writing your book as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. So that moment happened two different times. In reference to my book, it was a separate incident. Mm-hmm. In terms of the brand, it was when I was hospitalized in 2011. Mm-hmm. So November 2011, I had a mental breakdown. That was my first ever mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a wake-up call for me. It was a wake-up call because I've been having, I was having some for a while, and mm-hmm. I was in such denial that I didn't go and get the help that I needed. And mm-hmm. so when I had a breakdown, and not only did I have a breakdown, it was so intense, that I had to be hospitalized at in the psychiatric unit, that's when I had a kind of aha moment, several aha <laughs> moments. So the first aha moment was, oh, I need help. <laughs> yeah. And the second part was also, you know what, Glenda, you should also help others with this. And it's mm. funny because I remember being hospitalized, talking to others who are hospitalized with me and just uplifting them and trying to help them. And mm-hmm. I had a moment where I'm like, whether well, you're hospitalized because you can help too, so I'm going to need you to, you know, dollar down just a little bit. But that mm-hmm. was when I first felt it like, oh, I need to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of my book, I've always, not always, but since I would say, since my breakdown, I knew I wanted to be an author. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started my brand, Rising from Bipolar, and I started being more of an expert when it comes to mental health and focusing more on mental health, that's mm-hmm. when the idea came for me to write a book based on mental health. So that mm-hmm. was the aha moment with my book. Okay. I don't really remember the first moment that I came up with the idea of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't recall it because I'm always thinking of ideas. Yeah. But part of the idea was I want to create something that's mental health based and that's nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So they're all like basically in conjunction. It's like in conjunction oh, of yeah. the brand. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Nice. All right. Awesome. And what would you say um, were the challenges in um, starting this brand? So I told you that in 2011, that's when I first realized I need to help people. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start the brand until 2017. Mm-hmm. Now there's a big gap there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why there is a big gap is I always I kept telling myself, you need to help people, you need to help people, you need to help people. But deep inside, I was afraid. I was mm-hmm. afraid of sharing my truth. I was afraid of people knowing about my condition. I was mm-hmm. afraid of talking publicly about it. I was afraid of stigma. And so I just kept procrastinating it. Mm. And so that was the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Once I overcame that, it came pretty natural to me. Um, the okay. brain is still growing, but once I just once I was just ready, you know what? It's okay if anyone everyone knows or anyone knows. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest hurdle. And so after that, I would say the challenge is just consistency. The mm-hmm. challenge is constantly finding ways to connect with others. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is also building this brand of myself because I noticed that if you're a celebrity, for example, or you're someone that's known, 
Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's a little easier to create this brand and then have people be like, oh, yeah, I really like her because she's my favorite singer. Yeah. But for someone like me starting fresh, mm-hmm. it's challenging to really grasp people's attention because I'm like, who's this girl? What is she talking about? Is it, mm-hmm. is it real? Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. the that I'm working on now. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's something that I'm going through as well. And it's like, <laughs> uh, so you it's know. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are these people? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like what's going on? But um, it's just great that well, the the I would feel like the best thing you have though is authenticity. So at the end yeah. of the day, like that's what's gonna help you grow organically. Exactly. Um, no matter exactly. what. Um, and um, you know, really. Uh, make sure that you actually can grow because that's mm-hmm. uh, some people can get there, but it's like, can they really maintain it? You know, can they make it grow? You yeah. know, so that's so good true. that you you have that. You know, because everyone has to start um, from somewhere. You know, so of course, of course, yeah, yeah. But all right, um, <laughs> and I would say so. What is like your inspiration? Hmm. That's broad. I feel like I have multiple inspirations, but mm-hmm. to be quite honest, in some ways, my dreams are my mm-hmm. inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have this dream in my mind. I have this visual. And mm-hmm. there's, there's many dreams, but the biggest dream is to be able to be this full-time entrepreneur and to be able to live independently and live abundantly while mm-hmm. also doing what I love, right? So mm-hmm. to not be stuck like, oh, I'm making money, but I don't like what I do. Yeah. And to be truly immersed in love and love what I do, love mm-hmm. around me in my life, love around my entrepreneurship journey, and mm-hmm. living the life that I truly can visualize me living because I know I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, I still on that journey. And so that's my inspiration. It's that visual that I see, that visual that I see rising from bipolar, growing as a brand, letters from my bipolar self, growing mm-hmm. within its own brand, and, and also just seeing myself living a life where everything that I do, I truly love and enjoy, and it's an extension of me. And that's the inspiration. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. And I feel like that's, like, literally what, Maybe people realize, don't realize what inspires them and keeps them going, but that's, like, your why, you know? And exactly. Like, and that's, like, beautiful that you, like, can identify that, you know? Because a lot of people yeah. are like, well, how do I start? Where do I go? People have, like, music and things <laughs> like that, but it's literally, like, you basically living, like, your life's purpose. And I love you say that, that extension exactly. of who you are and what you do. Exactly. Yeah. I love that's that. Beautiful. That's yeah. the extension. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's the dream right there. That is the dream. <laughs> the dream is <laughs> that. The is yeah, we got to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> but, yeah, amazing. I love that. Um, And so yeah. can you share with us, like, what is your tip, like, one in life, one in business, and then um, I would say one in just, like, being, like, an author of your, like, own, like, self, I would say, like, help. But there's more like a self-help book, right, or, like, a life or, or self, I would say, like, more of, like, an autobiographical book. So you want me to give you an inspiration for each of those categories? Oh, no, like a tip. So um, if oh, it was a tip, one in life. 
Mm-hmm. One, one in life. life, one in business, and one in being like an author, I would say. You know, okay. So one in life is to always stay true to yourself and to always <clears throat> continuously build that relationship with yourself. So mm. that's just like um, business. Hmm. Let's get that one for now. We're going to do the author thing. Okay. The author, oh, my gosh, I have like a million things. But <laughs> I'm going to say if you want to be an author, all you have to do is own it and believe it and write about something you truly want to write about. So mm-hmm. it's not about writing about, oh, my gosh, on Instagram, everyone's talking about X, Y, Z, so I'm going to write a book about that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what's, quote, unquote, popular or what seems to be trending. Be an author of something that truly is an extension of yourself, something that you truly love talking about or writing about, and create, come up with a book that's based on you and what's inside of you. Don't focus on what's the most popular. So that's that's the author one. Mm-hmm. And business, I would say... Don't chase the money per se, right? So it's similar mm-hmm. to what I'm saying about the author thing. So the reason why I say I add it per se at the end is I think in some ways money is important. Yeah. But I find, and this was an issue I had too, I find that it's easy for us to be like, yo, I'm going to start this business because more money in it, mm-hmm. right? It's not about what we love. It's not about, ooh, I want to empower people. It's about, yo, where's the money at? Oh, give me a bunch of Because when you chase the money only, that's how people end up being really successful. They got the money. They got the ten houses. They have too much money. I don't know what they're using money for, but they're miserable. They're, they're not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So if you focus on just seeking a business that's something that you're truly passionate about, something that you truly love, something that you're truly interested in, the money will follow, and then you'll have both. You'll have both the money and, oh, I love what I do. I can't wait mm-hmm. to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a key one right there because yep. it can be enticing. People are like, oh, like, and honestly, like, again, it goes back back to that whole authenticity thing. Like, if it doesn't really speak to you, if it really isn't for you. Now, Mm -hmm. that's, like, not, that doesn't really even connect with, say, like, our gifts, because sometimes you are gifted in things that, Mm -hmm. again, are an extension of you. That may Mm -hmm. not be, like, oh, what you dream of doing, but at least it's, Again, it's real to you, and it probably can make money for you, but you're still not chasing mm-hmm. the money. It's still a gift. You know, it's a gift. It's something that already exactly. is there within you. So um, I really like that because everything is not for everybody to do. Um, exactly. And your product is not. It's also not really for everyone, you know? Yep. So I uh, think the key really word for this podcast episode is authenticity. <laughs> Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. That's like the main thing. Authenticity for 2020. Authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> this is oddity with it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And um, so what? How is it when it comes to like funding? Like, did you like self fund? Um, when it comes to like writing your book and building your brand, like, were you able to find like different resources to support you? in um, your process 
um, any, like, grants? Like, what does that process look like for you? Yes. So for my book, I did not do traditional funding, per se. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I kind of walked in into it like, I'm just going to write, and I'm mm-hmm. just going to start somewhere, and the money will just come from somewhere. And I realized how much money I needed to spend, to be quite honest, because people kind of make it seem like, I self-publish, by the way, people okay. make it seem like, oh, self-publishing is so easy, anyone can do it, you don't need nothing. You don't need this. So I kind of walked into that somewhat with that mentality. Um, so anyway, so throughout the process, that's when I'm like, oh, I need $300 for this. Oh, I need the end number is this. So what did I do? Um, some of it is self-funding, and mm-hmm. some of it is, let me see, is it the rest of it? The rest of it is more like family and friends. And it was I like what? Family and friends. Okay, okay. So I didn't really do it in a traditional way. This wasn't my intention. It mm-hmm. just really just more so it would come up in conversation and then someone will say, like if I'm talking to a family member or, or a friend, they'll be like, oh, God, I'm mm. sending you this for your IVN. And I'm just like, wait, what? What do you mean? Wait, are you sure? Oh, my God. That's okay. Thank you. So that's, wow. that's how that funding happened to me. It was just a mixture of loved ones. And, again, it wasn't saying I didn't go to them and say, hey, I need this. It mm-hmm. was just having a conversation, and they'll be like, oh, I'll help you with this. And then the wow. rest of it was self-funded. Um, but didn't do anything like grant writing or traditional, anything traditional. Um, I did try to find ways to cut costs. So, for example, for my book cover, I did it through Fiverr.com. Um, when it came to some certain other services, I had close friends who already know, know how to do some of the services, so then that's the way I saved money there, too. Um, so that's what I did in terms of funding. Okay, awesome, awesome. I'm sorry, hold on, my old mom came in. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so could you, like, also, like, expand on that, too, like, what um, made you decide to do, like, self-publishing instead of mm-hmm. um, going and, like, finding, like, an actual publisher? Yep. Yeah, so the first main reason was because I'm not a very traditional person in general. <laughs> the oh, yeah. thought of traditional publishing just, to be quite honest, it just didn't feel right. I know that doesn't sound very logical, but it just didn't feel right. I'm just like, no, I want to self-publish and do, and do things my way. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first reason. Um, the second reason was, to be honest, I don't know much about the traditional publishing realm, but from what I hear... I didn't like the concept of having to submit a proposal to several publishers and hoping they agree to it and the whole, even if they do agree to be a publisher, you have to kind of follow their deadlines and their regulations. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted the process to feel more genuine and just go with the flow with my writing process and not feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to need yeah. a deadline. Yeah. Um, so that, those are the two main reasons. And... I just also wanted more control over my book. I wanted more mm-hmm. freedom when it came to my book. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to sell it when I feel like selling it or mm-hmm. sell it wherever I want to sell it and not have to go and ask for permission for certain things. So mm-hmm. I just like more 
system of self-publishing. Okay, awesome. Girl, hold up. Out of all, what in the world? <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> I just like, when I tell you, we'll never hear this. Wow. Like, never. Fucking <laughs> you. That was a liar. Oh, I'm like, is that a train? <laughs> like, was that a train? I'm trying to recall where the train tracks. Or maybe it's a truck. I don't even know, but. Anyhow, um, <laughs> all right. Um, oh, yeah, that, so I like that, um, you, you basically like to have like that freedom, and it, it almost mm-hmm. reminds me of like when people say that they they prefer to like invest or find their own, um, do their own self funding instead of finding like an investor. Exactly. Because when they exactly. get an investor, it's on their term. They have to like they pay mm-hmm. them back at a certain time. It just kind of takes away from you really feeling like you can nurture what your gift is. You know what right. you want to bring to the world. Um, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, I mean it's probably okay to do it down the line, but to have that as your first experience, you know, like that kind of, yeah. I, I feel like it's very like, um, it's very like, um, like kind of like where you don't feel like you're wavering, you know, instead yeah. of feeling like you really are all in. So like, exactly. I definitely could, could see that. And that, that's, that's great that you, and it's also freedom. So. Yeah. I love yeah. my freedom. <laughs> yes, yes. So we all, so we all. That's the train. Not liberty, freedom. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I love that. And um, so um, can you let us know? So at Rare Maven, we're all about um, you know, having our own, creating our own, but also giving outside of ourselves. So how mm-hmm. do you feel like? you give outside? I know that you're, like, an advocate. Um, are there any particular, like, groups you're a part of um, or things that you plan on doing down the line when it comes to rising from bipolar? Yeah, so I'm not part of part of any specific group per se. Mm-hmm. I feel like the things I do is more so intuitive or when things pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently I've mostly been doing work just based on my brand. Uh-huh. Um, but in the future, though, I really do want to collaborate more with other organizations as such. So that's in the work. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hear this thing again. Oh, damn. What is in the world? What? How about the... This is literally, I'm going to start doing behind the scenes and just respond to this. I can't, all right, I think it's done. Like, didn't it just pass? (laughs) (laughs) That was like five minutes ago. Sorry. (laughs) All right, you go back into it. I can catch it, so it's fine. (laughs) All right. So you're saying that, um, down the line, you are in, you'll be into doing partnerships. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. The goal is to do partnerships and collaborations, whether it's with other bloggers or other 
mental wellness advocates or just others with bipolar disorder or mental health conditions. I mean, I can go on and on. Self-help, self-love, all that stuff is mm-hmm. what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is collaboration for sure. Um, the other goal is also to create more events where mm-hmm. people can connect in person as well, so it's not only virtual. Mm-hmm. So I have I have the thoughts, the ideas are there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More into place. Okay, nice. And that's definitely like with time. I can't wait for an event though. Like that's what, <laughs> you know, I love events. So yeah, we're yes, going to I know. Do I with an event for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do one. We're claiming that right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, all right. So I have um what I call like my rise, shine and grind song. And it's a song mm. that gets me going when I don't feel like doing stuff that I need to do. Um, and mm-hmm. mine is Diva by Beyonce. So i like to know, like, what your Rise, Shine, and Grind song is. Yeah, so I actually don't have a specific song, but mm-hmm. just any compa song. So for some okay. of my listeners that don't know, compa is Haitian music. It's mm-hmm. a genre of Haitian music, and it's literally my favorite genre ever <laughs> can you like say so, it how you like say it all the time like you when i when i'm with you and you're like go <laughs> how do you say it <laughs> or you like shout it out like you like say it. that's how, that's like the feeling you get when you hear the music <laughs> yeah i i mean everyone who knows me clearly you know like if compa comes on I could be crossing the street, and I will stop and I'm in the middle of the street and start dancing. I'm just letting y'all know. So, so all I need is compa. Like, I just put it on. Like, I've had moments where I've had depressive state. I'm in a depressed state. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to just force it, put it on. And then I'm, like, standing up, like, bobbing my head and, like, moving a little bit at least. Like, so, yeah. It's just anything compa. <laughs> Oh my gosh, awesome! I'm like kind of getting into it now with the, with the moves. I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna learn it, but it definitely is great vibes. Um, and Glenda has all the moves when it comes to it. So, you know, uh, where we're getting there, we're getting there. Yes, we are. I mean, you're a dancer, so you could you could pick it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the only one I haven't really lasted yet. We're gonna get there. We'll get there. You know. So I have a lot of Haitian crew, crew, crew members out here, folks out here helping me out. But yes. um, but yes, but Glenda, thank you. This is like such a great interview, and um, I just want um, I just would like to know if you could leave like a few words, even for some people out there and they may, you know, still find it hard to get the help that they need um, and, you know, and, and really encourage them to know that, you know, you know, this is not just them. They're not alone. Um, mm-hmm. And this is something that they can, like, you know, evolve from and get through. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, like, the the end for them, you know. Right, right. Yes, so... There's a reason why my brand is called Rising from Bipolar, because I do truly believe that I rise from bipolar. I have mm-hmm. risen from bipolar, and I'll continue to rise from bipolar. And one of the beautiful things about my brand is my brand isn't just a brand where I just want to spread positive vibes and positive words about, oh, if you have a mental condition, you'll be okay. I'm talking from my truth as well. Like, I've been there, and I am there. 
I have bipolar disorder. I've been hospitalized in the psychiatric unit. I've had depressive faith. I'm going to go on and on and on. Like, I, I've lived it, and I live it. And so from that perspective, if I am able to rise from bipolar, then you too can rise from bipolar or rise from depression or rise from whatever mental health condition or symptoms you are having. You just mm-hmm. have to believe now, it's a challenge. It's only wrong. I know it's not easy to be like, oh, just believe it and you'll be fine. But it starts with your mind, and it's challenging when you have mental health symptoms because it starts with your mind, but then if you have an issue with your mind, then it makes it harder for your mind to be able to think positively and empower yourself. But you mm-hmm. have to trust that there is a way to be risen from what you're experiencing, that it is possible. And even if you feel like it's not possible for you, at least use me as an example. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I have an absence of symptoms, but I've come so far because I haven't allowed this diagnosis to bring me down. If anything, I see the positive in it. If anything, I look at my hospitalization and I learn from it. And to go even deeper, I know some people it might be challenging to process this. I actually see the good in my symptoms and the good in my hospitalization. And I know for some people that might sound really bizarre and challenging, but I recognize the bad, but also find a way to be empowered by my symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, no matter what you are going through mentally, there is a way to come out of it. There is a way to rise from it. You just have to believe it. Once you believe it, you'll be surprised the people that would be put in your pathway, the service, the submission, and that it is possible to get better. There is none on the other side of the process experiencing, but you have to first have faith in it yourself and still find a way to love yourself despite your diagnosis and despite your symptoms. Thank you for that, Glenda. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. For amazing words. And I really know that that's going to touch some people out here. Um, yes, I hope Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I believe in it. I believe in it. Um, <laughs> and oh, thank you. This was a really um, great interview. Thank you so, so, so much for having me, Karima. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And I just want you to let our listeners know how they can learn more about you um, and also, um, like, read, get a copy of your book if they like to read it um, and stay, you know, involved with your mission. Yes. So, again, I'm Glenda Legault. You can follow me on Instagram at Ryzen from Bipolar, so R-I-S-I-N-G from Bipolar. I actually just published and released my blog, so this is an exclusive. Mm-hmm. You can now find me at www.risingfrombipolar.com. have my blog there, and I already have some posts up there. And email me, risingfrombipolar at gmail.com. So everything is Rising from Bipolar, so it'll be pretty easy to find me. And in terms of my book, you can find it on my site or on my Instagram page for my book. It's only available on barginoble.com, so it's not in stores but you can find it there. Nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karima. Seriously, I really appreciate this interview. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. 
I hope you gained a lot of great insight from Glenda. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and share the podcast if you enjoyed it. And also to keep up with us, follow us on IG at Rare Maven Media. For now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?